I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, as we continue on, I wanted to bring things just a, a little bit local. We'll continue to keep our eye on what's happening in Washington, D.C. Uh, the House will continue to debate for about another hour or so. Uh, I guess. And then uh, they will move into their uh, vote on the uh, impeachment articles after that. We're also uh, getting report uh, that Mitch McConnell has uh, publicly declared now that he will not call the Senate back into special session uh, or back into session uh, before they are scheduled to, which is not until the 19th. And so uh, that's about a a week away as well. So it will be uh, butting up right against the uh, inauguration proceedings next week. But I wanted to bring things a little closer to home in terms of What's actually happening, and as we as we all know, it's community and culture that lead and the politicians follow, uh, and one of the groups that does a tremendous job of making sure we remember that uh, and keep our communities going strong is our, our good friend Derek Miller, uh, who leads the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. Derek, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Boyd. Always good to be with you. Wonderful. You had a, uh, a great summit yesterday. Uh, it's your annual summit. You have your Economic Outlook and Public Policy Summit uh, leading into the legislative session and a host of other things. Uh, and I know it's easy for us to get uh, locked into what's happening nationally and a lot of hand-wringing going on. Uh, you have had a, a very purposeful, very intentional uh, push from the chamber to really help us make sure we're keeping focused here close to home, both in terms of dealing with the coronavirus, but also making sure the economy continues to thrive. Tell us how that uh, played into your summit yesterday. Well, you're you're right in saying it's easy to get distracted and uh, with what's happening around the world or even the country, and they're certainly important and heady issues that you're covering. But it doesn't give us an excuse or a reason to take our eye off the ball as it relates to keeping Utah's economy strong, both in the short term and uh, in in the long term. And yesterday's summit, as you mentioned, an, an annual event. Of course, like everything else uh, lately, it's a little bit different. We typically uh, in past have had about a thousand people who have attended and th- those kinds of gatherings and those numbers aren't possible anymore. Although we were grateful to have a, a few hundred there safely and appropriately social distance in the ballroom of the grand America talking about Utah's economy, the challenges that we had in 2020 and what we can look forward to in 2021. And most importantly, from the chamber's perspective, what kinds of policies the executive and legislative branch ought to be focused on to make sure that we are both recovering in the short term as well as focused on our long-term prosperity. Yeah, that's and that is so important. I think we are in such a unique space uh, as a state uh, where I, I think we really can lead, uh, not the country, but uh, even throughout the world in terms of coming out of the pandemic in a strong place. Uh, tell me about some of the conversations. You had, you had fascinating panels yesterday uh, with everything from the Utah legislature to our federal delegation. Uh, a lot of great insight uh, from uh, our friend uh, Natalie Gochner and uh, the Kim Gardner Institute at the U. 
Uh, what were some of the themes that seemed to be coming out in terms of the Utah economy? Well, the the overarching theme for the event was focusing on a short-term recovery, but not losing sight of our, our long-term opportunity. And uh, everyone from the congressional panel to the legislative panel to our, our new Governor Spencer Cox, I think, recognizes that the most important thing that we need to do for the economy actually has very little to do with traditional economics. It has everything to do with combating this coronavirus. And of course, the current battle uh, against the, the virus uh, is the vaccine rollout. And so we took the, this opportunity to call upon government leaders, just as they did at the beginning of the pandemic and working with the business community, great campaigns like the Stay Safe to Stay Open that helped keep our uh, economy moving forward. Uh, we want government leaders to work hand in hand with the private sector on this vaccine rollout. There is absolutely nothing more important that we can do right now that will save lives and livelihoods is to get this vaccine distributed as quickly as possible. Yeah, so important. And and I think uh, one of the great things I think the chamber has been doing is is really to kind of uh, push aside. Uh, we, we've been talking about these false choices all day today, but I think there there is another false choice that we either have to be in this lockdown, <laughs> or we're we're just you know in this uh, major spread uh, mode in terms of of the virus. Uh, and I think your your tone and direction, your your leadership uh, as a chamber uh, has been so strong that that those things are compatible. Those are compatible yeah. principles that you can stay safe and we can keep the economy open and rolling. And the, you're absolutely right, Boyd, and, and I just want to give kudos to industry groups across the state of Utah and local chambers across the state, because it was not government that stepped up back in March and April that said, here are the rules by which you can operate. That actually came from the ground up, and it was these industries and these businesses that said, of course we want to be safe. Of course we want our customers to be safe. Of course we want our employees to continue to have a job. And here are the rules by which we believe we can do that. And as I said, that serves as a great model for what we ought to be doing in this vaccine rollout as well with the public sector, of course, providing capacity for the vaccine. But in within the private sector, we've got to develop confidence in, in the vaccine. Yeah, so so many important conversations to have there. Uh, really appreciate uh, Derek Miller joining us today, uh, head of the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce, and uh, so many important things. Uh, you can go check out their website, and again, a great review of the Utah Economic Outlook and Public Policy Summit. Uh, they did that uh, yesterday, and uh, just some great things, and things that we'll all be watching as the Utah legislature kicks into gear here real soon. Derek, thanks for your leadership, and uh, we look forward to having you back real soon. Thank you. Take care. All right. Uh, again, Derek Miller from the Salt Lake Chamber of Commerce. And uh, it's so important that we reject these false choices that so often get introduced. Uh, and this whole idea that we either have to be in total lockdown mode uh, and destroy the economy and uh, have a negative impact on our kids, uh, or we're just uh, being irresponsible and spreading the virus. No, it's stay safe uh, and stay open. Uh, those are compatible principles. Uh, and those are things that we have to keep coming back to in every aspect of our interaction, from politics to business to what we do in our own homes and communities. Uh, there's always a third way, folks. There's always another way. Don't buy into the false choices of the polar extremes. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, our good friend Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, is going to join us from Florida. We'll talk about the path forward towards unity 
in the country coming up next right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.